Hi, this is Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that this message empowers you in your walk with God and in your purpose. Enjoy. Um, I'm going to welcome everybody that is watching by the internet. Uh, this morning, I am so honored to have a man of God. Prophet Greg and his wife. Can you stand, Prophet Greg, and your wife? Stand up. Can you put your hand together? Thank you. Happy to see you. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. And um, my son, I see Jonathan and Amanda. I saw them somewhere. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Glad to see you. Can you welcome them? They move into Miami, by the way. Love you. So thank you very much. Let's go to, uh, to the scriptures. I know I'm going to be teaching and I'm going to have a special message. The Lord spoke to me today. How many of you were impacted last Sunday? I want to see you last Sunday. The third day anointing. Oh my God. I still feel that power on me. There was such a power that fell on the church last Sunday. So um, I want to go to the Bible. But before I'm, I'm telling you, those that are watching, I'm going to be talking to you about the war between good and evil. The war between good and evil. So, as you know, we enter in the most crucial decade of the history of mankind. I don't know about you, but we have seen so many signs being fulfilled that points that Jesus is coming soon. How many of you have said that 2020 has been a very special year. I want to see your hands. <laughs> oh my God. What a 2020. Those are the things that I've been prophesying about the shaking and all things that are happening. We have seen um, the virus. We've seen uh, racism uh, rising up, lawlessness. We have seen an economic uh, shaking. Uh, and we have seen an explosion of apostasy. We have seen an, an explosion of false believers, false ministries. We have seen protests, riots, darkness, increasing corruption, a wickedness of man increasing. And there is a war in the mind of the people. Everything you see in those things, there is a war now between good and evil. It's beyond political parties. It's beyond Democrats and Republicans and Independents. It's beyond that. And there's, there are persons without body, according to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. The Bible talks about there are persons without body behind all those things. Confusion, chaos, destruction. There's a battle. There's, there are spiritual entities behind it. Um, so don't get mad at people. Get mad at the devil. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, so there's a warfare between good and evil. And you see that behind those uh, things, evil things that are happening, there are spiritual entities. There are demonic powers that are fighting for the souls of the people. As your pastor, as an apostle, uh, this morning, I want to open your eyes, those that are here, those that are watching at home. I want to open your eyes for you to see so many things. What is happening and why is happening? 
you know, and I'm going to give you a very a prophetic perspective of what is happening. As an apostle, that is my job, to bring you into see. Your eyes can see beyond what is happening. I want you to see the root of it behind uh, destruction, chaos, confusion, uh, fear. There are spiritual entities. So the church has, was not prepared for COVID-19 um, because we didn't have any idea of what's coming. If you know right now, if you see some numbers, uh, 8.5 million people infected. Um, um, you're talking about uh, 224,000 deaths in the United States. And as you know, as, as we approach, thank God in Miami and in Florida is up to 4%. So meaning it's the lowest that we ever been since the pandemic started it. Uh, you very, I know the music today was, didn't sound so hard, but can you give Jesus? Okay. And then you said, um, and then you said, oh yeah, yeah. You know, in the spirit dimension, nothing just happened for happening. We've been praying, we've been believing, we've been declaring, we've been fasting against this pandemic. So we have seen that mental illnesses had increased. I think it's 25%, 27%. You're talking about millions of people because of the lockdown. Uh, mental illnesses, suicide, uh, suicidals, um, compared to 8.5%. Uh, before the COVID. So there's a war. Lift your hands and say, there is a war. Can you say it louder? There's a war between what? Say it again. Touch your neighbor and tell them there's a war. There's a war between justice and injustice. There's a war between righteousness and unrighteousness. <clears throat> There's a war between darkness and light. There's a war in right and wrong. Anarchy versus law and order. So there's a war. And behind all those things, you and I know there are spiritual entities. There's wickedness, uh, demonic powers. So let me give you up to date. That's it. It's up to date what we have seen. Now, where are we going? What are the prophetic perspective? Meaning, what are the future events that could happen, might happen, if the church doesn't pray? Number one, um, there's another virus. Of course, you're not going to hear this in the news in another place. But there's more viruses. They're working secretly. And they literally weaponizing viruses. Using those old viruses and, and use them as a weapon. And of course, it's against the United States. As you know, don't expect a war of planes and tanks and um, missiles. is a war uh, that is working um, secretly. So we see, oh, we're going to see also a war in the cosmos. Luke chapter 21, 25, and 26, the Bible talks about the war in the cosmos. Meaning that we'll see also, uh, you're going to see a war 
and the second heaven um, and the stars. There's so many things going on. Also, we're going to see anarchy and rebellions in the streets of this nation. We've already been seeing it. So we will see more riots, violent protests. And there's something I want the people to prepare. I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, in two years. But there's something like what Jesus said in 24, 17, Matthew. Uh, Jesus talked about famines. And there's something, a famine, about to hit the earth. And I want the church to be prepared. You know, prophecy, what prophecy, prophecy does is prepare the church for what is coming. Can I hear an amen on that? So we prepare the church. Jesus said, and you shall see nation, uh, you shall rise against nation and the kingdom against kingdom. Uh, in other words, you will see the rise of nation against nation. The word nation is the word um, culture, is the word ethnos, tribes, meaning there will be a, a, a war between races, uh, nations, tribes. That is prophesied by Jesus. And you shall be, you shall have famines. In other words, it's part of what is happening today. And... Um, so we will see that. So I would recommend you to start thinking, if you're going to have a famine on the earth, to start, you know, storing food, getting food. I'm not going to want you to go crazy as a crazy people, but prepare yourself because you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. Not for yourself, to help other people. And again, prophecy don't bring fear to you. Prophecy prepares the people. Can I hear an amen, people? So as the crisis intensified, you will see the people will lose their mind. The Lord spoke to me as the crisis uh, intensified on the earth. People will lose their mind. As the crisis intensified, you will see mental uh, health crisis in hospitals. And as the crisis intensified, you will see people walking away from God. And don't expect the people will come to God. There's going to be a, a harvest coming. But there's a lot of people, even right now, at home, because they're afraid to come home, to come to the church. And you will see, as the crisis inten intensified, you will see fear. People will uh, faint their heart out of fear. That's what the Bible talks about. And though all these things point to the second coming of Jesus, Jesus is coming back. I said, Jesus is coming back. So, can you put your hand together? Jesus is coming back. So, I give you as an introduction what happened, prophetic perspective of what we have seen and what is coming. Now, I want you to prepare. Why God allows all these things on the earth? Number one, to reveal the world that without Jesus, there is no hope. The world needs to know that without Jesus, there is no hope. Number two, uh, why God allow this to happen? To reveal the heart of the people. Many people thought they were strong and they have faith. And unfortunately, in this pandemic, they full of fear. They stay home. They don't come to church. They, they going away from the Lord. One thing uh, I can tell you, we have a loving father. God is not the author of evil. God is not the author of the pandemic. God is not the author of sicknesses and diseases. He's a good God. 
But he has to allow it because it's the end time. Jesus is coming soon. Number two. So now we understand what is happening now. We understand that. What is the prophetic perspective of what is happening? And now what is at stake? As a church and as a country, what is at stake? I want you to write this down. There are a lot of things at stake right now. This will be the most crucial elections that this country, the United States of America, had had. The most crucial because a lot of things are in a stake. We can lose so many things. Number one, um, if you see what happened, what is, might happen if the church doesn't pray. Can, so what is at stake now? Number one, religious freedom. Our religious freedom. How can be possible the bars are open and closed, churches are closed? Can you put the volume up? I'm going to say it again. Religious freedom. Today, in, how, in churches in America, they don't, have, they don't have services like us. Because in those places, the leadership on those places, they have open bars, casinos, but the church is closed. So it's sending you and me a message. Houses of worship are closed, but casinos are open. Are we essential? I said, as a church, are we essential? So socialism is undermining our freedom. Meaning that, that the freedom, God, the church, we are right now understanding that something is happening. What leadership will allow all these things in our country? Losing our freedom. If we don't pray, we're going to lose our freedom. Number two, we see that there's so many things that I got churches in many places in America and cities and, and places. And this is what they said. No, we can open now. We can go to jail if you do. But if you turn them there, you see the bar is open, casinos open. And all the places are open, but not the churches because the devil wanted to silence the church. But it's about time that the church rise up and stand. So we see we're about to lose freedom. Number two, what is more is a state? Social justice. We're going to see that God is a God of justice. Lift your hands and say, God is a God of justice. Say it, God is a God of justice. Say it louder, please. What is justice in God's eyes? Justice is to do the right thing. That's what justice is. Is to do the right thing. Lift your hands and say to do the right thing. In other words, you never redo right. Number two, justice is about equality. Justice had nothing to do with political views. Being Republican or Democrats, justice had nothing to do. Psalms 89.14 Justice affects the equality, the quality, I'm sorry, justice affects the quality of living. In other words, justice is to do right. And we are about to lose 
that justice. The Bible says justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Talking about our God of justice. Justice affects the quality of living. In other words, the church doesn't want to talk about social issues. When it comes, people take it as I'm Democrats and Republican. No, I believe what God said in his word. The church doesn't want to talk about these social issues. The evidence of a nation under God is justice. How can we say that we are just or we got justice? There's no equality. The social issues that the church don't want to speak about. In other words, if you go into that, we go into even more in that. Abortion. Abortion. We don't talk about it. What about abortion? What is abortion? Abortion is, is, is killing babies. It's murder. That's what the Bible says. Abortion is in the justice. Did you know that since 1963, estimated abortion in the United States, 61 million babies killed. Murder. Did you know those those numbers? Did you know that if as church we give the vote for somebody that believes in abortion, we are we have the same blame and sin as the people that vote against it or in favor of it. So in other words, 60 million babies. We can call it another name. It's sin. It is a murder. I wish I can, I can, I can receive the help from the people. So you see that why abortion is a sin. That's what the Bible says. This is not against any political party. This is what the Bible says. I am responsible as the person in government that believes in abortion if I vote for them. So, I wish I can hear a better amen on that. Psalms 139, 13, and 14. I want you to see why abortion is a murder. It's a sin. It's killing a baby. The reason is because for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Verse 14. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderful made. Marvelous are thy works. And thy soul know right well. What is he saying? The reason abortion, many people said, people that practice abortion, they said that abortion is, oh, it was not a baby. It was only two weeks. It was only three months in the womb. So it can be a murderer. And the Bible says, this is, this is the reason I want, I want to educate you people. I want to open your eyes. Because there's a lot of things at stake. And let me mention something to you. The reason abortion is a sin is because before you were a human being, you were a spirit being. Come on. Before you were a human being, 
physically made, you were already a spirit being. In other words, God already gave you birth before you came into your womb. You were already a person, spiritual person. It doesn't matter if it's one second in the mother's womb. It doesn't matter if it's two days. It doesn't matter if it's three months. Today, there are, there are politicians that are practicing abo abortion even in the ninth month, in the last month of pregnancy. So it doesn't matter if it's two weeks or a second. You already had life when you came in your mother's womb. How many of you are thankful your mother did not abort you? Come on, put your hand together. How many? So if you're, you're here today because your mother stood up and fight and brought you to this world. He put volume, put you in this world. What am I saying to you? If your mother give you the freedom to live and to come upon this earth, now you rise up against that sin. Come on, put your hand together. Keep connecting. Keep connecting. Those people that are watching, keep connecting. See, we don't touch these messages in church today. We don't talk about it. So we are here today. I am here today because my mother wanted me. I am here today because I have a purpose. I, you are here today because you have a purpose. You are here today. Thank God your mother brought you to this world. Thank God. Thank God you were spirit being before you were human being. Touch your neighbor and tell him, thank God I'm here. Before you were a, a human being, you were already spirit being. So God, the Bible says God predestined you. In other words, God knew you. God, God created you before the foundation of the world as a spirit being. Then God says, I need a womb to send you and put you into it. It doesn't matter the womb that you came through. It doesn't matter the womb that brought you into this world. It doesn't matter. What matters is that God created you with a purpose. God created you with a purpose. God created you with a purpose. So the devil wanted to kill you in your mother's womb. But now you're alive to accomplish what God called you to be. Come on, shout it, amen, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, the church doesn't want to talk about it. This generation, this is the generation Satan is after. Why? This is the generation that will cry as a John the Baptist for the coming of the Lord. This is the generation that will come and open the way for the coming of Jesus. So this is a prophetic and apostolic generation to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. So the devil said, I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna, he wanted to kill you before you came because you are the prophet, you are the apostle, you are the evangelist that will open the way for the coming of the Lord. That's why God, the, the devil, wanted to kill you. Come on, put your hand together. And listen to this. The children, mom, if you're ready to give birth, if you already gave birth in this generation, 
The Lord said, these children will come out from their mother's womb and they will speak with fire. They will preach with fire. Did you know, did you know the founder of one of the number one organizations of abortion, did you know she was racist? And you know what they point to? The minorities, black and Hispanic. Because black and Hispanic, God has raised them up. That is the generation with the fire of God. There's so many babies that have been killed. But today as a church, we need to rise up. We need to stand for our cause. Maybe there are mothers that you aborted your children. If you ask God, God will heal you. God will deliver you. Because there's a generation. The Lord said, these children that are being birthed now, fire will come out of their mouth. They will preach with fire. That's what the devil wanted to kill the baby. That's what the devil wanted to uh, want mothers to abort your children. Because there's, there's a generation, apostolic and prophetic generation with fire of God. Touch your neighbor and tell her, I want fire. They have a great purpose and destiny. Oh my God, I like it. They have a great purpose and destiny. Every young person, every young woman, every family in this generation, you have a great destiny. Shout it, come on, say it. What else we see in the injustice and social issues? Racism. Racism is a sin. There's a spirit behind it. There's a spirit. The reason why, why there's a reason, why there's racism. I'm going to educate you. And I'm going to open your eyes. Can I hear an amen? Why there's racism. The reason there's racism is because in men's law, don't have the same perspective as God's, as God's law. They see men differently. The law of men is limited because doesn't have God's perspective of men. What is God's perspective of men? That we all created in his image and his likeness. Oh, you didn't help me. In other words, when I don't have the right perspective on my son, I don't have God's perspective. I don't see him as equal. I need help. In other words, you are racist when you see somebody else not as equal as you. But you have men's perspective. You are racist. So many pastors, when these things came out, so many pastors stood up, and, but they never talk about it. In other words, they just wanted to be politically correct. I've been talking about this for the last 25 years. I always thought racism. Now, the organization hacked the good cause. Yes, they did. And they be, that became riots and, and destroying businesses. No, that is not the cause. The cause is to fight for justice. 
The cause is that you are equal. It doesn't matter your, the color of your skin. You are equal because you were created in the image and likeness of God. Come on, put your hand together. So I'm going to give you God's perspective today because if you don't have it, you will see people over the shoulder. You will see people as not, you're not equal. Well, before God, that's not what the Bible says. Can I hear an amen, people? So in the mind of God, we are all equal. That's why there's a racism. People have a mentality about people, the color of the skin, gender, nationality. No. Can I hear an amen, people? So we need to love the black, the white, the Spanish, the Asian. We need to see it from God's perspective. What is God's perspective? You have a purpose. What is God's perspective? You, you were created with a purpose and destiny. What is God's perspective? It doesn't matter the color of your skin. God created you for greatness. I said God created you for greatness. I said God created you for greatness. Touch your neighbor, tell him amen to that. Oh, Jesus. So what is at stake? Number one, what is at stake in, this in the next ele elections? Freedom. Social issues. What about moral issues? C can we go into that? What is a moral? What is the moral? Is the code of conduct and ethic of a person. In other words... My moral separates me from you. Your moral separates you from other person. The way you live your life. So we have lost moral values. In other words, and as a result, corruption enter in the church. Can I hear an amen, people? Corruption, moral corruption is in business, is in politics, is in the church, is everywhere. Moral corruption is irreversible unless you're born again. Moral, can I hear an amen? I want you to see the numbers, how moral corruption is right now in the world. Two Point six trillion, point six trillion dollars, five percent of the global GDP of the world in corruption. What are you saying? Trillions of dollars because people are corrupt. The word corruption means to uh, discompose, rotten, dishonest, perversion. In other words, there is moral values needs to be restored. There are moral values that the church needs to stand up for. The root of the moral corruption is love to self, love of money, and love of pleasures. I'm going to say it again. The root of, of, of corruption, moral corruption, is love to self, love of money, and love to pleasure. Can I hear an amen, people? In other words, are we going to stand for moral values? Are we going to stand for the family? Are we going to stand for the marriage between men and a woman? Is this about politics? No. The Bible talks about, and God, God created man as equal. God created man in his image, in his likeness. What else? God, God created man and a woman 
should become one and be a, a family. Come on, can I hear an amen? Oh, you're talking about politics. No, the Bible. Bible, Bible, the Bible. The Bible, the Bible. So marriage, the sanctity of marriage. But it's about the church have been silent for so long. It's about time that you stand up and stand for the moral values. I know there's a lot of people watching and expecting what I'm going to say. Where I'm going to say what the Bible says. The Bible says the marriage is between a man and a woman. Hello, what do you think? That's what the Bible says. And I'm not going to excuse myself for it. Can I hear an amen, people? Can I hear an amen? Take your touch and aim and tell them I'm going to stand up. Social issues. We cannot tolerate racism. We cannot tolerate. But now don't go to the other extreme. And be violent and protest and burn businesses. No. That's not what it is. If we stand, we're going to stand. We're going to speak up in peace. We can protest in peace. Hello. I'm going to give you something very powerful. Lift your hand and say, moral values. Say it, say it. Moral values. This is so powerful what I'm going to say. Amen. The moral of a man is measured. Write it down. The moral of a man is measured by what he values. The moral value of you is measured for what you value. And listen, I haven't finished. And what you value is the truth to you. I don't think you got it. If you value marriage between a man and a woman, that's what is true to you. If you value freedom, that's what is true to you. I wish I can hear an amen on that. So you are value. What is the measure of, a, of, of, of the moral of a man is value what you value and what is true to you. And listen, and also what you value is what you fight for. If you value the fact that you and I are equal, you will fight for it. You will fight. Can I hear an amen, people? So a man cannot fight for anything that doesn't value. Oh, Jesus. That is the reason you have to make sure what you believe is the truth. Let me go because I, don't think, I think it went too deep. In other words, the moral, instead of posting a lot of crazy stuff, get life. The moral of a man is measured by what he values. And what he values is the truth to him. So you fight what is true to you. In other words, what you're saying is, do you believe in moral values? Biblical values. Do you believe the sanctity of marriage? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe freedom? Do you believe freedom must be a right that you have? Let me see your hand. Do you believe the freedom to worship? The freedom to speak? 
I said the freedom of speech. I didn't say to attack people. That's powerful right there. Let me finish because I don't think some people. Can I hear an amen, people? So we are living in a day of deception and what we call lie, truth, and true lie. So what you're saying is we need to rise up. The church lost its combativeness. The church lost the part of the militant, the militant part. The church needs to rise up and fight. There's a war between good and evil. Nothing to do with political parties. Nothing to do with Republicans and Democrats. There are demons behind it that want to steal your freedom. They want to tell you that you are you're not equal like God says about you. There are demons that wanted to kill your baby in the mother's womb. And you say, I rise. Can I hear an amen? I'm finishing. So, before all these social issues, injustice, freedom, moral values, family, before all this, now we have the most crucial elections in the nation. And as believers, we have, we are citizens of two places. We are citizens of the kingdom and we are citizens of the United States of America. How many of you are citizens of the United States of America? How many of you are citizens of, of the kingdom of God? In other words, you got two passports. Hey! You got two passports. So did you know that citizens have rights? Did you know that? Let me go help. Thank you, daughter. Let me stay here where they help me. Okay, citizens have rights, but also have responsibilities. In this nation, we demand rights. It's my right to speak. It's my right to say whatever I want. It's my right. Yeah. Is my is your right to be racist? No, that doesn't give you that right. Can I hear an amen? In other words. God gives you right. Lift your hands and say, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Say it, say it louder. Come on. So don't end in two rights that you must exercise. Number one, go vote on the earth. If you are a citizen of the United States, you need to go to vote on the earth. Go to the booth. Go to the poll and vote. Don't anybody intimidate you. Is your right. Lift your hands and say, it's my right. Say, is my right. Say, is my right. So as citizens of the kingdom, and this is something, Paola, write it down there. I want you, so as the citizens, citizens of the United States, what is our right and how can I vote? I didn't tell you you go for Democrats. I didn't tell you to go for uh, Trump or Biden. I didn't tell you. You just see and you make the decision. I'm not going to push you to do it because you're very smart enough to know who has the values. Oh, I wish I could hear amen. Who has the values? Who has the biblical values? Who believes in abortion? Who believes in, 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 in defining, redefining marriage? Who believes in the sanctity of marriage? Write this down. So I am voting for religious freedom. 
Number two, I am voting for life, not death. I am voting for freedom of worship. Five, I am voting against socialism. Come on, come on. Thank you. Thank you, daughter. There was one there. I am voting for the sanctity of marriage. Keep, keep writing it down. I am voting for law and order. How many of you want law and order in Miami, in Kendall, in your city? How many of you want to see the police every time you go? No, nobody, want, you don't want the police? I want the police. I cannot vote against defunding the police. Thank God for the police officer. Thank God. I, I, I. Come on, what are you voting for? I, I asked your papa, I need to tell you the truth. And I haven't told you what who you vote. What do you vote for? Say, voting for law and order. How many of you want chaos, protest, and violent destruction? I want to see your hands. Well, you, if you want to do that, vote for the person that believed that. Come on, take your seat. I am voting against anarchy and lawlessness. I am voting for Israel. I said I am voting for Israel. Put your hands together. For the first time in history, President Trump moved the embassy of, 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 of United States to the capital, Jerusalem. Why? Because that's the way it should be. Somebody say, I don't like this. Well, you got a problem with the word. I am voting for Israel. What else? Where are the list of it? Keep, keep going. What else? If we pray, listen to this. If we pray, lift your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am voting for more values. I am voting against corruption. I am voting for the Second Amendment. I am voting for the Second Amendment to carry arms. Somebody said, somebody said, yeah, carry arms, but you don't believe in God's protection? Ask Peter. When they come and took and take Jesus, Peter got the sword and got the sword. So I am believing in the Second Amendment. Oh, I praise God. Number four, I am against child pornography and child trafficking. I am voting against. How many of you are voting against child trafficking? How many of you are against it? You don't want our children to be used as sex trafficking. We need to stand. I am voting for a nation under God. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, put your hands. Oh, yeah, Hey, my God, I feel the power here. Oh, my God. Rise up, church. I said, rise up, church. So the question is, did I tell you who you're going to vote for? How do you look at me. No. I just told you, get the biblical values. And you check your candidate, 
And then you say, wait a minute, what the Bible says about racism? What the Bible talks about the family? What the Bible talks about freedom? I don't want communism in Miami. <laughs> so now, how many of you want to overcome good, evil? I mean, good with evil. Take your seat and I'm finishing. I'm done. Paul. I'm going to finish Romans chapter 12, verse 18 through 21. The Bible says this. So if you want that, I never said anything about Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> It's about time that the church rise up and wake up. So now, if it be possible, as much as the lie in you, live peacefully, peacefully, I'm sorry, with all men. Verse 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and what repay, says the Lord. Verse 21, how do you overcome? How do you overcome evil? But be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Come on, put your hands together. I'm going to give you a revelation on this. There are always consequences. There is a difference between revenge and justice. Hello? There's a difference between revenge and justice. Don't stop. Just lower a little bit. There's a difference between revenge and justice. Revenge is when you take the problem, the offense, your issue into your own hands. And you resolve it. You deal with it in your own power. Justice is when you let God do it for you. But let me say something to you. Psalms 94.1. In order for you to overcome evil, you have to keep doing good. Bless those that persecute you. <laughs> I know it's hard. Serve those that accuse you. I know it's hard. And as you do it, verse 21, the Bible says, as you do it, you shall accumulate coals of fire in their heads. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance belongs to God. Don't do something that belongs to the Lord. I know many of you have been persecuted. Many of you, Romans chapter 12, again, go back. Many of you have been persecuted, accused of many things. Me too. Many times. But this is what you do. You bless them. Keep doing good. Keep serving them. Keep praying for them. I know it's not good for so many. I said, I want to kill them. I want to kill them. <laughs> Number two, we need to pray. Number one, keep doing good. And with good, you overcome evil. 
Number two, we must pray. Matthew 16, 18, and 19, the Amplified Bible. And I'm finishing with this. We need to vote on the earth and vote in the heaven. How do you vote on the earth? I told you how. How do you vote in heaven? Did you know as a citizen of heaven, you have the right to vote in heaven? I, I didn't hear me. Did you know as a citizen of God, of the, heaven, the kingdom of heaven, did you know that you have the right to vote? How do you vote in heaven? <laughs> and I said unto you, verse 19, and I said unto you, I will give you the keys of authority of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind. Whatever you bind on earth. In other words, the church is the legal entity of God on the earth. Number two, the church is the legal, has the legal authority of God on the earth. Whatever you allowed, permit, you are the representative of God. Do not complain tomorrow for what can happen because you don't pray. Don't complain tomorrow about the politicians that come into power because you never went out and vote. Don't complain tomorrow and say, Apostle never taught me anything. Now there's no excuse. Vote on the earth and vote in heaven. Put your hand together. Whatever you declare illegal. If we declare marijuana illegal, it will be done in heaven. Whatever we declare illegal on the earth will be illegal in heaven. So the church is the legal representative of God on the earth. I finish with this. If we pray, lift your hands and say, if we pray. If we pray, God will put the right man and the right woman in office. I'm going to say it again, and I want you, those that are watching. If God put the, if we pray, if we vote on the earth and vote in heaven. How we vote in heaven? Praying, binding, and loosing. Using that binding and loosing, praying. If we do. God will put the right man, the right woman, as a congressman, as a mayor, as a president. God will put the right woman. Number two, if we pray, no other virus will come upon this nation. If we pray, law and order will be restored. If we pray, Roe versus Way will be reversed. Come on. If we pray... We will maintain freedom. We cannot stay silenced no more. We need to take an attitude of standing. Standing for something. And standing against something. Come on young people. You need to learn how to stand for something. And stand against something. Come on. We're going to stand for the cause of Christ. We're going to stand for the cause of Christ. I don't care how much I'm being accused, persecuted. I will stand for the biblical principles of God. 
I will stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will stand for the supernatural. I will stand. I am not excusing myself for believing and talking in tongues. I don't care what people said. I don't excuse myself for believing in a God of miracle. I don't excuse myself. I am standing for something. You don't want persecution. You don't want accusation. Be a man. Be a woman of God. And stand. Come on, shout somebody. Stand. 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 Stand for freedom. Stand for moral value. Stand for biblical principle. Stand for the family. Stand. Vote on the earth and vote in heaven. How do you vote in heaven? Whatever you bind on earth. Father, we ask you today, lift your hands. Stand, everybody. Stand, everybody. Father, we pray today. We pray today, Lord Jesus, that you put in power, you put in office, president, senators, governors, you put in office righteous men, righteous women that have the values of God. Father, that have believed in the sanctity of marriage. Father, I pray today that you speak, you raise up the church, you every evangelical in America. Go out and vote. Every evangelical in America, stand up and pray whatever you find on earth. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare illegal for any man or a woman of God that doesn't have the values of God to go into power. We declare illegal. Father, we believe for freedom. We believe we fighting against racism. Father, in the name of Jesus, come on, pray. Pray, 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 pray. Everybody praying in the Holy Ghost. Everybody praying in the Holy Ghost. Everybody praying in the Holy Ghost. Those that are watching by the internet. Those that are watching, Father, I present America. Everybody, come on, standing, standing, standing. Take a position of standing. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Get the sword of the Spirit. Get the sword of the Spirit. Get the sword of the Spirit. Father, we become in the name of Jesus. And I will do this prayer. Put, put this prayer for the nation. Father, I present the United States of America. In this crucial election, Father, that our freedom is at stake. Father, we rise up as a church. We rise up as a church. And Father, oh my God, I feel the power of God here. I feel the power of God here. Father, we rise up as a church. And we come against any spirit of racism. We come against any spirit of anarchy, rebellion, chaos, and destruction. In the name of Jesus, Father, do social justice for the black for the white for the hispanic for the asian father let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven we pray for to present these elections before you lord father we ask you to put in office the person that you have chosen father to take this nation into another level to keep freedom to keep the moral value the sanctity of merit. Father, we present. We present, Father. Oh, Rebecca. Oh, Shokobre Shalabara. 
Father, we present the trust the Supreme Court. We present the Supreme Court. Father, Connie Berry, God, we pray for Amy Connie Berry to be the person to be put in the Supreme Court. Father, rise up that woman. And I pray today, Father, whatever you bind on earth will be bound. Everybody pray. You cannot be silenced no more. You need to have your hands up before the Lord. Father, you can, that's the problem. You've been silent. I've been silent. You can't be silent anymore. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for America. I declare revival of America. Father, revival of America. I pray, Father, that you lead the people to vote on earth and to vote in heaven right now. Those that are watching in America, those that are watching in Pittsburgh, those that are watching in New York, those that are watching in California, those that are watching in North Carolina, those that are watching in Florida. Father, in the name of Jesus, a wave of justice, a wave of justice come from heaven. Father, right now, right now, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and I declare now God that you will be done you will put the right man in office you will put the right man as a governor as a mayor as a congressman in Jesus mighty name and the church rise up and it stop rise up rise up rise up rise up in Jesus name in Jesus' name. Oh, oh, Jesus. How, how, how. I want you to stand for a moment, but listen to this. Stand for a moment. We're going to do a prophetic act. Stand for a moment. Stand. I mean, sit down. Sorry. <laughs> sit down. I got the word stand in my mouth. In my, in my, in my, in my. Okay. How many of you today will make a commitment before God to exercise your right to vote on the earth and to vote in heaven? How do you vote in heaven? You pray. You, whatever you bind, whatever you lose, is going to be done. How many of you? Right now, make a quality commitment to rise up and be silenced no more. How many of you rise up and stand? One, two, three, go. Come on, give a big shout. Give a big shout. Give a big shout, come on. Give a big shout. Oh, give a big shout. Go to five people. Tell it, I am standing for righteousness. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Listen to me. Listen to me. Sit down. Take your, I, I got feel the power of God still here. I'm sorry. I got three minutes. I have to run. But I'm going to minister in a minute. Listen to me. Listen to me. How many of you here today can say, I'm a righteous man, I'm a righteous woman. Lift your hands. 
I didn't say you're perfect. I say you're a righteous man. You do things right. Lift your hands. Let me give you what a righteous man and a righteous woman does in the area of finances. A righteous man and a righteous woman understand the purpose of prosperity. Why God prospers you. Do you want to know it? If you're talking about righteous people here, social justice, we need to start being right in the house of God. I say we need to be right in the house of God. Let me mention something. Number one, a righteous man. Listen, for you to do justice and righteousness, you must be right. You can extend justice or do justice to people if you're not just. You can do righteousness if you're not right. But listen to this. As a right person, as a righteous person, you understand that God prospered you for three reasons. One, to establish covenant with you. Meaning, there are four types of wealth on the earth today. Inherited, stolen, borrowed, and created. When you establish covenant with God. And the beginning of that covenant with God. Is when you start tithing. If you are never start tithing. You haven't made the covenant with God yet. So God says. I want people to know. That I have a covenant with you. That no other God prospers you. Oh Jesus. God want to show you, show the people that you are a righteous man, righteous woman. Number two, the reason the righteous is prosper is in Proverbs 13, 22. To live an inheritance to your children. First, to establish the covenant. Second, Proverbs 13, 22. A good man, a righteous man, says another translation. Leave an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Yeah. Number three. As a righteous person, you understand that God prosper you because you need to give an inheritance to your children. Number three. The reason you prosper is to invest and to fund the kingdom of God. Mark 10, 29, 30. The reason you prosper is because God wants you to fund the local church. God wants you to fund the gospel. Come on, Matthew, John, Mark 10, 29, and 30. Look, look at this. And Jesus answered and said, I barely said unto you, there's no man that has left house, brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, or lands for my sake 
and the gospel's sake. But he shall receive hundredfold. How many? Uh, when? Come on, lift your hands. When? In other words, the other reason God prosper you as a righteous person, we're talking about social justice. You can't do justice if you're not right. If you're not funding the gospel. If you're not storing for your children. You haven't understood the reason why God has prospered you. And, lay, and then he said, but it shall receive hundredfold now. And this time, houses, brethren, sister, mother, children, land. And then he said the word, what's the word? Come on, see, come on. Persecution. What God is saying to you. God is saying to you. Every blessing that I give you. There's a word attached to it. Persecution. In other words. Do you want to prosper? There's many people. When I said persecution. Don't say I don't want to prosper. <laughs> people will talk bad about you when you're poor. But people will talk about you when you prospered. So you choose. Come on, put your hand together. So people will talk bad about you. So what's the point? The point is that we're talking about social justice and righteousness. But we need to start in the house. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to sow and to fund the gospel. I want you to see the house of prayer that we're building. I want you to see a picture. We've been working on it. Remember, it takes a long time for the permits. So that's the house of prayer for all nations. I want you to fund it. I want you to fund it. Today, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Many that are watching at home and said, how can God bless me? Well, we're going to be praying for the whole world 24 hours from there. So I'm going to ask you today, go to 5158752. That's the number for you to fund projects of the kingdom. Fund it. In other words, if you're a righteous person, you save for your children. As you prosper, God is saying to the people, I will prosper you, no man. Yeah. And three, God says... I prosper you because I want you to fund the projects of the kingdom. So today, I want you to ask for an envelope. Somebody's going to give it to you. Those that are watching, 58782. 58782. By text. You can call to the org online. And also, you can give on the phone. Many that are watching, you've been helped, serve, and you've been blessed by this ministry. I think this is the moment for you to sow. We're not being financed by Coca-Cola or any other company. It's just the people of God investing in the kingdom of God. So if you do it today, 587-82. It's very simple to do it. 587-82. See how quickly I do it. 58782, kingjesusministry.org, <clears throat> and the number 305-38231, and the call center. There's people in the call center that are waiting for you to 
uh, to pray for you for your need or whatever you need they're praying for you if you don't know how to do it how to give they can tell you how so we're going to give today so I just did it it took me two minutes through the phone 58782 and then you give it online thank you Lord how many of you received the word today Oh, Father, we thank you. Are you ready to vote on the earth and vote in heaven? So that's what you need to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to lift your envelope. King Jesus Ministry, if you want to write a check. If you're a businessman, you want to fund the house of prayer. We already raised half of the money. We keep raising the money for the house of prayer, 24 hours. The house of prayer is what will sustain. There's envelopes right here, envelopes. Father, we thank you. Lift your envelope before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I give you praise and I give you honor. Bless every person in this building. Sanctify this offering. Multiply it in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I bless the righteous man and the righteous woman that are given today toward the kingdom of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can you give Jesus a big shout? Can you give a prophet Greg? Prophet Greg came from, um, from, um, from the Panhandle. Those that don't know, it's Deanna, Florida. He's there. For, he, he came driving for 10 hours because the Lord spoke to him a word, prophetic word for me. He came to the hotel. He's a friend of, of, of Prophet Glenda. And then he drove 12, 12, 10 hours. He was so obedient to the Lord. And he wants to release a prophetic word to me. Thank you, Prophet. I, I am so humble that you, you, you make the effort to come so you can release it from there. <clears throat> Lift your hands toward him, please. It's about 2.38 in the morning, two days ago. And I was praying for uh, Prophetess Linda and her granddaughter, and then God put me on your heart. And I saw you stand before iron gates, these big black iron gates. And you, had a, you had a look on your face that, that you're anticipating something, you weren't worried, but, but it was a look of when. And, and as you, you gazed upon these gates, I saw the Lord say, watch what I do. And I saw his hand come down and he grabbed the pin of the hinges and began to pull the pin out, and it was one continuous hinge. And there was rust on that, and the rust began to pop. And he says, I'm going to do a work, unconventional and supernatural, that no man can take credit for, but I'm going to do it for my apostle. He says, and, and when that pin comes out, watch what happens. And as the Lord's hand pulled that pin up, the hinges snapped and the gate fell, but the latch broke. It snapped loose. And God says, what I open up, no man can shut. He said, it's Hallelujah. not going to go back up. The barriers, the things you've been praying for, the opposition, he said, it's busted loose. He said, the blessing, the miracle, the harvest. He said, gates to nations are opening up to you, my apostle. He says, for stand fast and watch the salvation of the Lord. And as I, as I saw this happening, he says, because of your integrity and where you stand, I saw a line drawn across the, across the ground. 
and I saw you as a marker. And I saw other pastors, other ministries coming and, and, and receiving counsel. He says, you're going to be a beacon of hope. He says, you, you've stood and you haven't swayed to the right or to the left. He said, there's actually been people dangling things around you at different times, trying to get you to sway, saying, if you just come and, and accept this, then you'll be accepted by us. And I, and I saw you say, no, I'm going to stand here because if the Lord doesn't build the house, they that labor, labor in vain. He also said this, he said, he said, those that accusations that have been against you and the people that have thrown curses on you, he said, I am going to shut them out. And I saw a hand come down out of heaven and grab their lips and pinch it like you see a mama sometimes when a kid's out of line and grabs that mouth and says, watch it, boy. And he grabbed their mouth and he said, when I shut them up, I'm going to silence it. And it's going to be no more from this day forward. For watch what I will perform, thus saith the Lord. For I will open you up. Today is a paradigm shift. I am shifting the atmosphere. There is going to be a shift in this place. And when Hallelujah. I saw you this morning, and as you were walking in, you were, you were preaching this morning, I saw the jawbone of a donkey. And he said, I will raise you up as a wild man for me, for my spirit shall come upon you. And you will wield that jawbone and begin to swing it around. Hallelujah! And as you begin to swing it around, it stretched out from this place. And it was like on a leash or a lanyard. And it was smashing areas and principalities and mindsets and religion. He said, you will break religious barriers, my son. For you will tear down the wall, Woo! even to Washington. For I will have you stand as a mouthpiece, and no man will stand against you. For I am with you, thus saith the Lord. For I would say, rise up this hour and take the jawbone. Begin to swing it. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand together. Jesus. Thank you, brother. Can you put your hand together? Thank you. Can I, can I tell you something? He knew nothing about me. He just heard about me. Prophet Glenda didn't tell him anything. So he just, this word came out as a fresh water in my spirit. Thank you. Yes. I saw one more thing this morning for the church. I saw the blood of Jesus at this altar. He said, because of isolation, insecurities have risen up in people, confusion and rejection. He said, if you'll come down this morning and stand at the altar, the blood of Jesus, you don't need a man to stand with you. He says, I'll set you free this morning. I'll release you this morning. I'll watch over you and I'll break those things that have been holding you. Amen. But Jesus says, you need to make the first step this morning. Begin to come down. Amen. You, you know, Prophet, that's exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> that's exactly because I saw the people standing. If you want to stand, run to the altar quickly. Quickly. God will heal you from rejection. And Prophet, can you release a prayer over them? Prophet Greg, release a prayer over them. Release it. Come on, quickly. Lift your hand. Don't stand. 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 Not, not kneel down. Stand. 
stand, stand. Come on, stand, stand. Lift your hands. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Come on, run. No call for the lost. It's too late. The announcer is quickly. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Everybody, everybody. All my pastors, you need to be standing, praying. Praying, praying for the world. Those that are watching by the internet. Those that are watching by the internet. Those that are watching by the internet. Come on. Just say today, Lord, I give it to you. I leave it at the altar today. I give it up, Lord. I don't care what it is. God's not worried about it. He says begin to confess it out. Just begin to release it. Father God, I pray a release right now in this body that you would touch them by the fire and the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Begin to move upon them, Jesus. Fire! 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 Fire, 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 fire. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I bind every spirit. Come on, go pray for the people. Father, I bind every spirit of rejection. I bind every spirit of rejection. Father, I bind every spirit of rejection, insecurity, spirit of fear. The people, they've been afraid to stand right now in the name of Jesus. I count to three and I release the fire of God. I release the anointing on the third day. Close your eyes, let's pray. Father, I bind every demonic power that oppress the people oppress the people demon of racism demon of rejection demon of insecurity demon of fear in the name of jesus right now right now fear come out come out now come out there you go there you go come out come out come out come out come out come out where are the pastors praying for the people i said yo go bro be free be free be free Right now, every spirit rejection. Come on, be free now, be free, stand, stand. I release the grace of God for you to stand, shout. I stand, I stand, shout it. Shout it, I say I stand. I stand right now in Jesus' mighty name. Be delivered, be healed now, 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 now. Those that are watching by the internet, the power of God is flowing. Right now in the name of Jesus. There's some of you here this morning that have had failed business decisions and you've lost finances and something you believed in. God says to let it go this morning for I am the restorer. I will restore to you sevenfold, thus saith the Lord, for I will pick up the pieces and put them back together. Right now, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of rejection, every spirit of failure, Father God, for people stepping out and making mistakes. He says, step out one more time. Begin to move your feet this morning. Begin to shake it this morning. Begin to act this morning. Father God, send the fire right now. In the name of Jesus. Fire. Fire. Take it, take it, take it right now. Take it, fire, fire, 
Bravo Cobrema Shekabrasha. Bravo Shekabrasha. Fire, 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 fire. Fire, God, fire. Lift your hands to Jesus. Let me lift it. Brash. I find it. I break it right now in the name of Jesus. I command it. God, right now. A total release and freedom, Father. Power, God. Power, God. Thank you for tuning in. If you were blessed by this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you need prayer, we have a team ready to pray for you. Just call the number 305-382-3171. 305-382-3171. If you would like more content that empowers your faith, visit King Jesus TV. Again, King Jesus TV. I love you. God bless you.